0: So one of the greatest things about creative finance or solid finance is that you can create your own terms very
1: flexible. Let's talk about creative financing because I think that's something um, I was actually exploring this space of creative financing last year. The reason why I got into it. So initially I got into, you know, real estate, looking at the traditional financing, putting a mortgage on the property. And then last year we started, uh, you know, talking about this inflation happening, that the interest rates are going to go up. And I started wondering, like, what were people doing in the 70s, 80s when the interest rates were super high? Like, how were people buying assets? And then I actually stumbled upon Pace Morby as well. And so I figured I'll join his community. Um, so I wanted to learn creative financing primarily so that I could apply it to, you know, my business and see how we could buy properties creatively. But I would, you know, since you guys are sort of the kings in California of, you know, creative financing, you're like the, um, you know, leaders over there for, of the to community. Um, I would love to hear your perspectives on, uh, you know, some examples based, like let's talk about some, some, some basic ways of how creative financing works and some, some unique examples, which you think were like, like really head scratchers for you guys. Creative finance. You know, I, I've said this before, uh, you
2: know, like a piano has 88 keys. There's a finite number of keys yet. The, the, the number of songs you could create is infinite. The, the same is really true with creative finance. There is a finite number of building blocks, but it's how you arrange those building blocks based on the particular needs of the seller and the situation. That's where the artistry and the creativity. Yeah. Uh, so on, on the, the very basic and simple, let's say you have a house, it's worth $300,000 and you have a $240,000 mortgage at 3% interest and 30 years left. We might buy your property at full ask price, give you a small down payment and take over subject to buy that property subject to the existing mortgage where we now take over the responsibility for those payments and the difference between the mortgage, the down payment and the purchase price, that would be what's called the seller's equity. And to the extent that that's a significant number, we would then create a Seller finance second position notes. So the seller is upgraded from an owner to a lender. They become the bank in second position, and we are making payments for them every single month. And so they get their equity paid out over a number of years, sometimes at an interest rate. And that is a, that's a great, that's a very really common way to do things. That's, that's pretty vanilla, pretty easy. Um, we did a deal last, summer, uh, in San Jacinto. In fact, Pace wrote about it in his book. It was a very complex deal. That was an interesting one for us. It took us a long time. There was a defunct gas station and and broken down buildings and how we put that together. There was a lot of things, a lot of different things involved. So really you can, the sky's the limit with this on how you can put these deals together. But again, it, it really starts with what is that seller looking to achieve? What is important to them? How, when, where, and when? And how can we create a solution that is a win for both them, for us, and our financial partners?
1: Very cool. Yeah, and I think um, a lot of times uh, there's this. At least I also had this kind of misconception. And I know I've seen Pace Morby talk to Grant Cardone on a video and talk about how you know the title to to a uh, property is so different from the the note that the the bank has on the property, right? So you can, you, there are actually two different things. So you can actually transfer the title without transferring the mortgage. And that's what we're talking about as subject to, wherein, uh, wherein somebody else is making the mortgage payments uh, versus, you know, the title may go to somebody else.
2: That is absolutely correct. Uh, the title or the deed, the ownership of the home is different than the ownership of the mortgage. So typically banks lend people money to buy mortgages and they become what's called a lien holder. They become the mortgage holder of that property, but you would own the property, right? And you're making payments to the bank. So two separate things.
1: Yep. And then the other thing is, of course, seller financing, um, which pretty much is that somebody owns uh, a property outright, and they become the bank, and uh, you know they they can you know they set the terms. And I think what's fascinating about that is that it runs independent of the of the, the mortgage market right like you can set any rate with uh, with a seller who is seller financing irrespective of what the what the world is doing and it's a benefit because now they can
2: in a sense they are competing with the banks if the banks are charging high sixes sevens you as a seller might charge me 3% and so now I'm getting this property at a significantly discounted rate off of what i would have to get if i went to the capital markets and got a mortgage and so that so we are able to leverage the existing equity in a seller's house through seller finance and in so doing create a win for them because now they're getting income they would have not have received otherwise and we are getting capital at a significantly discounted rate without having to put 20 percent down show our fico score jump through hoops it's a it's a it's a win win for both sides.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think it uh, it uh, you know it removes so much of the red tapeism involved, like so much of the paperwork that's involved with the bank looking at it. Then this X Y and Z happening is basically a transaction between two people.
0: Also, one of the greatest things about creative finance or solid finance is that you can create on terms very flexible. As far as, uh, for example, you can say no payments for two years, or you can say uh, you can inter- you can hike the interest rate. Every five years, something like that can make it more favorable to the seller. So there's so many different ways that you can structure it and have fair payments, you know, um, have available interest, you know, on tier basis uh, to make it work for both parties. Uh, we're actually negotiating a eight unit in Clear Lake, California, and uh, we're going back and forth in negotiations. Um, but the seller, what's most important to the seller is the $1.2 plus price and 5 k per month uh that's what he wants because he's making about nine nine K per month in cash flow right now. So he's saying he wants five K minimum per month. So our first offer I kind of offer right now is four thousand per month right now. And only forty thousand dollars down if I remember. So that's a pretty small down payment. You see all the free and clear. Alright so forty K down and four K a month was our initial offer. our last kind of offer. So I said in the last call, what if we started at, you know, three K per month and then maybe in year two we'll probably up to four K per month and then year three we'll start paying five K per month. And he seemed more open to it, right, at that point. And I figured in two or three years, you know, the rents will go up by then, right? So paying five K per month shouldn't be that bad by then, right? So it's all about having a conversation with the seller and seeing what they're looking to accomplish, what is important to them. And with we'll seller finance, that's there's so many things that you can do, solid finance, because you can structure it in your own way, which is subject to, you already had the loan in place, right? So you can have to make payments to that milkage. but if you're working directly with the seller, there's so many different ways that you can structure it, which is beautiful.
1: Right, and then you can stack one on top of the other, right? Like if you have somebody has some equity in the like like Mitch was saying, you, you, know, you, can, you can make that seller finance, you can have a seller carry back on that. And there are so many ways of doing it. And that's why I think it's called creative financing. And that's one of the things that I really love about it is that the fact that you can really get like literally get creative with the, how you're going to, you know, do the deal. Like, it, it can be a win-win situation for both parties.
2: How clear? Yeah. And, and here's another uh, benefit that's really important to note. A lot of the times we are working with homeowners that are behind three, four, six months uh, on their mortgage payments. And the banks are coming after them with foreclosure and uh, an auction. And as you know, when that happens, that ruins their credit. And so oftentimes what we will do is we will come in and make up the arrears. The arrears are the mispayments. So we uh, make the bank whole and we make the mortgage start performing again. I mean, remember, the banks are in the business of performing mortgages. They like collecting checks. They're not in the real estate business. They're in the performing mortgage business. And by doing this, you know, so let's say we have a house. If it goes to foreclosure, the bank has to foreclose. Think of all the costs involved, the the you know, the people's lives who are, you know, financially ruined. And then the bank has to, you know, start all over again. So we can come in, make up those arrears, give the seller some money, help their credit out, and then also get into a property that makes sense for us too. So it's a win-win-win all around,
1: very cool. How did you guys start working together? Because uh, I know both of you joined Sub Two, but what what kind of uh, made you guys start uh, together in in you know and start your business as a as partners? We lose, ready did
0: and take that one. Um, yeah, so I think about ethical January of 2021, so uh, maybe about eight months after we had joined Sub Two, I had a saw appointment in San Diego, which is nearby, I met and of course. Back then, Miss and I were already leaders of the separate sub- subtext community. And um I had never met Mitch in person yet. So I said, you know, why don't you come to, you know, the meet the appointment that I have in San Diego? And so, yeah, sure, I'll come. So we went and we met in person finally. I think we might have met before that. I'm sorry. We might have met before that. But um, I'm tied along to the appointment. And uh, this is my apartment. This is my cellar, right? And I'm I'm prepared, you know, I'm driving from LA to San Diego. I'm thinking about what I'm going to say to the cellar. It's a big deal. It's like a Um deal. So I'm thinking about what I'm going to say. You know, I'm, I'm still in need a business, I'm afraid of business. stuff like that. And then uh, I get there with Mitch. And then Mitch just took away the role of climate. You know, the, the green report with the cellar, he crushed it. Like, they had a little goldmated still going on. You know, I'm sitting there between it, and then just talking, you know, after I at my own head. You know what I'm saying? And I think nothing a bad deal. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wow, this guy's really good. You know what I'm saying? I never went right to him. You know, so set that, that. So um, I said, you know what? Let's just party together. You know, um, I said, you know, your, your strength is my weakness. You know, my weakness is his strength, right? So I invite you to right? So um, I said, let's just it up and we're together. We're also leaders of some too, anyway. So a lot people come to us for help. So rather than us be comp- not competing, but, you know, rather than no, saying, oh, I brought a Mitchell, I brought a Richard. Let's just work together, just partner up so they can come to us as a team and we are here to help the whole community. So that's that's how everything is avoided by Richard's master port building. Uh, so that amazing. Yeah. There's, we we and, and, and
2: it's true, we, we complement each other and which which is really good and, and we're we're focusing on more on that and working together. But we also we share the same moral compass uh, we implicitly trust one another. I I know how he's going to treat people. I don't even have to question it. I I know the kind of a man he is at, at his core. And we, we share those things, you know, we, we call each other brother from another mother because, you know, we, we, we think the same way. So, and that's beautiful. And, and so now we're exploring, how do we start spreading out our wings and, and doing more. We've done a lot together, but we realize there's always so much we can do when we're doing everything together. And what we're trying to do is Rich, you do this, Mitch, you do this, and putting that together with a good communication system so we can move it forward. Yeah, I know that yeah. Rich Yeah, and we we built the California, the Southern California Accountability Group. It's well over six hundred people. It's a very, very tight community with a lot of great people. And, you know, we started that from
1: zero. I love that, man. I love that. And, you know, the fact that um, you guys looked at collaboration, which I think is fairly prevalent throughout Sub2, which is one thing that I'm amazed about that community is that, you know, everybody wants to collaborate, not necessarily compete. And the fact that, you know, this was not a small deal for you, Rich. And then despite Mitch smoozing the seller over, you know, you said, hey, how can we work together? Rather than saying, hey, damn, he took over my seller. (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's that, that that was a that 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 shows character, man. That really shows how you know how it's it's the way you think and aligning those is so important when you're partnering them to the someone. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. When I saw him, you know, in person, you know, kind of put in a pot with the seller and I saw that he's very strong in a but you saw it too. I mean, uh, at the time he's on the phone. Yeah. and even when I go out to lunch with him or breakfast or something, he's talk the um the research staff and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, this guy's a beast when it comes to work with it, you know? I don't know how he does it. I'm like, teach me, teach me, you know? Uh, he's he's so good, man.
1: He's amazing. Yeah, and no, it's amazing because, you know, his email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> it's about complimenting it. That's what I was going to say, right? Right, like there are certain things about our, our businesses um, that one person will be really good at. For example, even in our team, it took us a lot of time and a lot of thought went into how we would structure it such that everybody stays in their lane and everybody's focusing on their, uh, you know, zone of genius rather than uh, stepping over the other boundaries. Uh, having said that, it's important to have that respect and that trust that the other person is going to do their job and, you know, the fact that the other person is going to deliver. So so I think that's so important when you're, when you're forming teams, especially when you're kind of trying to scale. Um, it becomes a very, very important aspect because one person cannot do everything.
2: This this is this is a very complex business. You can do this alone. It's going to be very lonely. It's going to be very challenging. Uh, and when you have multiple people and a team, you're going to have complementary skill sets, and you're going to have support, uh, and and that makes it a lot more pleasurable. And you can get a lot more done with a lot less stress.
1: Very cool. How can people get in touch with you? You know, if they want to. Start in this creative financing world, or they have something that they want to, you know, sell creatively. How can they get in touch with you?
0: Yeah, you can follow us. on My Instagram is at Richard E Knowles actually, no. at email. That's my email. Too. But my uh, my Instagram is Richard E Knowles. Uh, so follow me on Instagram, DM me, and I'm happy to and help anybody with anything that you need, whether it's business related or uh, personal stuff, mindset. Uh, so everything in technology, AI, anything, I'm happy to help. I'm pretty open book. Uh, Facebook,
2: Instagram, Mitch Roy, R-O-Y-E. I'm the handsome guy in the tuxedo in the pictures. <laughs> Whatever people need. Uh, if they're in the Sub 2 community, they can reach out to us. We're always happy to help.
1: Very cool. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me. This was a fun conversation with you guys. It was lovely catching up with you again. All
0: right, thank you. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate thank you all.
1: Alright guys, if you haven't done already, please go check out my free video series on how to do due diligence on operators and on deals before investing in them. It's called Real Estate Rx for Passive Investors and it's available at www.rerxcourse.com.